Could it be there's no such thing as the paranormal only infinite varieties of normal we've yet to understand? This is an important and timely question explored in the highly acclaimed spiritual novel, Snooze, a story of awakening, winner of the 2015 National Indie Excellence Award for New Age Fiction. Written with young adult and young at heart readers in mind, Snooze further proved its literary merit by being selected as a 2016 Reader's Favorite International Book Award finalist in the Young Adult Coming of Age category and receiving an honorable mention in the 2014 Beach Book Festival Prize competition in the general fiction category. Now for the first time ever, this epic visionary tale is being officially serialized, in both readable and audible formats. You're invited to join, either with eyes or ears, Max Diver, aka Snooze, along the razor's edge of a quest to rescue his astronaut father from a fate stranger than death in the exotic, perilous other world of sleep. This inspiring tale interweaves a plethora of paranormal and metaphysical subjects, from Bigfoot and Enlightenment to the Loch Ness Monster and time travel via the Bermuda Triangle. In her review of Snooze published in Indie Shaman magazine, June Kent had this to say about what she described as superlative fiction, engrossing, entertaining and occasionally humorous, Snooze also takes a look at a wide range of subjects including levitation, telepathy, lucid dreaming, spirit animals, parallel universes and shamanic-like journeying, giving a wide range of information effortlessly absorbed as you enjoy the story as well as much food for thought. If you'd like your own downloadable review copy to share your thoughts via Amazon, Goodreads and elsewhere, read details and contact the author with your request. Naturally, your generous review would be greatly appreciated even if you simply enjoy the full text now being presented on this blog and numerous podcast platforms. Keep in mind that paperback and ebook versions are for sale. A complimentary online version is also available for your reading pleasure. Important, be sure to follow Snooze 2 Awaken and or Saul Luckman Uncensored for alerts as new chapters of the 84 in total that make up Max's extraordinary story become available. Sweet Dreams Snooze, A Story of Awakening by Saul Luckman. Chapter 74. Max Wallace silk robe swished as he led his twin back into the foyer, through the slightly ajar door on the other side, and down the hallway Max had glimpsed on entering the house. Fascinatingly, the floor tiles here glowed faintly somewhat like the rock walls of Silverback's castle. They passed three wooden doors, all closed, before Max Wallace opened a fourth. In the ambient glow from the hall, Max watched as his twin touched the standing lamp beside the entrance. This caused the donut-shaped bulb of stone to shine brightly, illuminating a spacious bedroom with a high ceiling and tall windows shuttered against the night. But this wasn't all the lamplight revealed. There was no doubt this was Max's bedroom because on the wall above the bed was a stunning fresco of leaping dolphin, his tail easily clearing the waves, holding the full moon between his teeth. Whoa, said Max, pointing to the fresco. Has that painting always been here? Ever since I can remember. It was done right after my fresco was painted when I was just a baby. Left to themselves, the twins had reverted to speaking English, which Max preferred. Your fresco? Come. I will show you. Max Walla turned and touched the wall opposite the mural of Leaping Dolphin. To Max's surprise, a section of the wall slid sideways and a doorway appeared as if by magic. That's nifty, thought Max, following his twin through a shadowy bathroom with a toilet sink and tub through another sliding doorway that opened with Max Walla's touch into what appeared in the greater darkness to be another bedroom. Do you mind if I turn on the lamp in here? Asked Max. Just in case I need to when you're not around. Be my guest. How does it work? Asked Max, feeling for the switch. Our technology is based not on electricity, but on harmonics. Harmonics? Vibration. 
Is that why nobody around here seems to have ever heard of metal? Maxwalla laughed. You are very observant. Metal in large quantities is incompatible with our technology. Stone, wood and earthen materials work better. They are also more in alignment with the, shall we say? Spiritual qualities my society values. My society is made of metal, and it only values material things. So I intuited. I can't find the switch anywhere. That is because there is no external switch. Where is it then? In you. In me? Simply quiet your mind and focus on zeroing out any disharmonious thoughts or feelings in order to allow for proper harmonic resonance. Then what? Touch the lamp anywhere and invite it to shine. Invite it to shine? You are repeating my words again, Maxwell. Sorry. I just, don't understand. Recall our previous discussion about the way of all things. Which one? The one in which we discussed the consciousness inherent in so-called inanimate objects like stones. Max thought back to his training at Muru-Ama, which seemed eons, not merely days, ago. Okay. I remember. The fact that all things are conscious means that communication with all things is possible. Moreover, all things in the manifest universe are essentially structured light. Meaning they're holographic? Yes. I believe that is the word. What of it? This means that all things are fundamentally energetic. Suddenly, a light bulb turned on in Max's mind. I think I see what you're getting at. Since things are just energy, it's possible to tap into their energy by harmonically encouraging them to perform specific functions. Precisely. That is the essence of our technology. Far out. Just as I taught you at Muru-Ama, Maxwell, it is important to work with, not against, universal energy. Forcing it only creates resistance and leads to entropy. Max's head was starting to spin again, though in a good way this time. His inner scientist had woken up to the extraordinary possibilities of this radically different approach to technology, decentralization, free energy, sustainable systems, abundance and harmony leading to world peace. Try it. Quieting his mind, Max attempted to zero out any disharmonious thoughts or feelings, which meant identifying them first. As soon as he did, he realized he was still terribly disturbed at the prospect of his initiation. I sense disharmony in you, commented Maxwalla. Is it that obvious? I can see it in your aura. Tell me something. Has anyone ever died during this initiation of yours? That is an interesting question. The body does not die, for it is in no actual danger. But initiation is designed to kill off a part of you. Which part would that be? The part that believes it is separate from everything else. What does that accomplish? Let us just say it provides, perspective. Perspective? And perspective leads to greater mastery of your potential. You're speaking in riddles again, my friend. All will be made clear in its proper season. Would you like me to turn on the lamp? No. Let me try one more time. Once again, Max silenced his inner chatter and sought the elusive stillness he suspected was somewhere inside him. Just when it appeared he would never find it, there it was, like a still lake in the middle of a raging wildfire. Ignoring the enveloping chaos by contemplating the lake's placid surface while placing his hand on the lamp's cold bulb, he intentionally connected with the stone as with another sentient being and politely requested that it offer up a little of its light. To his astonishment, the bulb suddenly flashed on and the dark bedroom sprang into bright relief. Congratulations, cried Maxwalla. You did it. Though identical in its dimensions, the room was outfitted differently from Max's bedroom, 
with a desk in front of the windows and a high bookshelf stacked with volumes, but one thing was a match. On the wall above the bed was another striking fresco, this time a black thunderbird in the form of a giant raven with the sun in his beak. Lovely painting, said Max. Thank you. One of the most famous painters in the history of Aruvado province painted both our frescoes not long after my birth. Come to think of it, he also painted the portrait in the living room. Really? What was his name? Jonah Illy Bintu. Copyright Saul Luckman. All rights reserved. Introducing Saul Luckman's new visionary novel, Callie the Destroyer. Learn about the single most censored story in the history of the human race, and why it matters today. About the author. Saul Luckman is a pioneering ink and acrylic painter whose work has been featured on mainstream book covers, the fast-paced trading game Bazaar, and at least one tattoo on a female leg last sighted in Australia. Saul is also an acclaimed author of fiction, non-fiction, and humor. His books include the international best-selling Conscious Healing, which you can read free online, and its popular sequel, Potentiate Your DNA, available in English, Spanish, and soon in French. Building on this deep dive into lucid dreaming, parallel universes and Hindu mysticism, Saul's new novel, Callie the Destroyer, a page-turner of a sci-fi tale set in an Orwellian future seated in the dystopian present that radically rewrites Gnosticism as well as the origins of the earth and humanity, was selected as winner of the 2022 NYC Big Book Award and 2022 National Indie Excellence Award for Visionary Fiction, Silver Medalist for Visionary Fiction in the 2022 Reader's Favorite International Book Award Contest, finalist in both the New Age and Visionary Fiction categories of the 2021 International Book Awards, and Distinguished Favorite for Audio Fiction in the 2022 NYC Big Book Awards. Saul's popular book of humor and satire, The Angel's Dictionary, a spirited glossary for the little devil in you, received the 2017 National Indie Excellence Award for Humor and was selected as a finalist in the humor category of both the 2018 International Book Awards and the 2018 Best Book Awards.